Hey everybody, I am Ben Rikosh, sitting here next to my best friend, Swarm Povasilis, as always, and this is Paper Thin Thoughts. We, short-sighted, ill-advised, thought-provoking dimwits, speak our truths about trending topics that we experience in our daily lives. And this week, we are talking about ice cream and how and why we got into the whole podcasting business. We had two incredible guests on, and we are beyond thrilled to share this great discussion with you all. Let's get right into it. What's up, everybody? We are here with producer Dave Soren <laughs> and myself with some Ben and Jerry ice cream. Guys, you ready? Oh, I'm excited. Of I've, course. We've been talking about this since day one. Yeah, this was one of our first things we planned. Before we get started, I want to lay out a couple of fun facts about ice cream. Uh, this is from the Ben & Jerry's website, which we are eating Ben & Jerry's right now. The ice cream cone was invented in 1904 at the World's Fair. It was in St. Louis. Pretty good invention, if I do say so myself. I personally actually do not like cones. I think humanity is in great debt to that man. That's what I think. I agree. Mm. Do you think waffle cone, cake cone, sugar cone, what kind of cone is best? Again, we are in a Ben & Jerry's mode here. And so we're, we're kind of doing like a little Ben and Jerry's like taste test. And so Ben and Jerry's, who's famous for their waffle cones, particularly their dipped waffle cones, mm. are absolutely one of my favorite things. I'm a big fan of the uh, sugar cone, personally, because it's light and airy. Good. And like kind of sweet. So Good. Yep. Mm. So speaking of Ben and Jerry's, it has to be a great job to work in that factory, right? You'd think. I mean, you know. Factory workers, either hit or miss, honestly. I've seen so many videos about, like, Amazon factory workers that just sit there on their phones. And then, obviously, like, producing ice cream could be pretty fun. But, I don't know, it seems like you got something cooking up. For I think not event. all jobs are, are, are the same. And I think if you're getting to work in an ice cream factory where potentially at the uh-huh. end of the day you get yourself a little pint of ice cream. Perfect segue. So in my research from the Ben & Jerry's website, they advertise themselves that employees get to take home three uh, pints of ice cream every day. Holy moly. Each person gets That's to take home three every day. So that in itself would be a great perk of a job. Huge perk. Absolutely. Yes. If, if you could take home three three a day and they all had to be different flavors, which ones would you take then? Well, let's, let, let's actually jump back real quick. Because we're doing a little ice cream taste test here to kind of figure out everybody's flavors. So we kind of got some requests that were done here. But let's go, let's go around and talk about what flavors we got. Um, I've got Ben & Jerry's uh, famed classic, which is one of my personal favorites, which is half-baked. Yes. Which is going to be like kind of a half chocolate and half vanilla ice cream swirl. It's going to have chocolate chip uh, cookie dough pieces in it. It's going to have brownie batter in it. It's got lots of good stuff. And I think there's some fudge swirl in there, too. It's one of my favorites. Soren, what do you got? Um, I've got fish food uh, named after the band, not spelled fish, F-I-S-H, but P-F-I-S-H. And this is a beautiful mix of a chocolate base with some marshmallow and caramel swirls and a touch of some fudge fish in there. Personally, I don't like the fudge fish, but everything else about it is perfect. Now, on last week's episode, you mentioned that you like ice cream in a mug with milk in it. Well, not a, just like a cup, in or, a cup a bowl, a bowl. or a bowl. Mm-hmm. Do you have that with this Ben & Jerry's ice cream, too? I have it with every single ice cream. I, every single ice cream. Wow. Because wow. I, I think this ice cream is pretty creamy, so that's bold to add even more cream. 
Yes. There you go. Ben, what, what flavor you got there? My flavor is Cherry Garcia, named after the famed Jerry Garcia. It is cherry vanilla ice cream with cherry chunks and fudge flakes. I think it is the perfect mix of flavors. And when the texture is right, it is, you know, one of the best because it's not too heavy, but it's also not too weak. And the, you know, flavor combinations are incredible. Awesome. And then also, Miss Horn. Okay. What, are we, what are we dealing with? I have one of my favorites, awesome. which is Americone Dream. Um, I've loved this flavor since it came out. I bought it because Stephen Colbert's on the on the uh, package, and who doesn't love Stephen Colbert? Exactly. Um, and it's got a vanilla ice cream with fudge-covered waffle cone pieces and caramel swirls. I think, and also just the fact that it's called Americone Dream, the sweetness and yet fragility of America and go. the American dream, there's a waffle cone for you right there. And who can't appreciate a good pun? There's a lot of symbolism inside that pint right there. Yeah, I'm going to eat it. And also, again, coming back to the chocolate-dipped waffle cone pieces that are inside of there, mm-hmm. unbeatable, unbeatable pint of ice cream right there. God, so good. Um, so, if you will, I'm going to pose another ice cream fun fact. We are in Charlottesville, as a hint. Uh, so who was the first American to be credited with the written-down ice cream recipe? Any guesses? Thomas Jefferson. Was it really? It was Thomas Jefferson. No yep. kidding. Back in uh, Monticello in his days, he liked to enjoy some ice cream. And so he has like one of the first written-down recipes on it? Yeah, he's credited by Ben & Jerry's as the first American to have an uh, ice cream recipe. What flavor do you think that was? That's a fantastic question. Like chocolate. I imagine back then it would have had pretty, pretty basic vanilla or chocolate. Yeah. Maybe strawberry. Yeah. Maybe fig. Maybe fig. Maybe fig. That sounds like an interesting That's flavor. Right. I do know that in Washington they like to call him creamy tea. <laughs> creamy tea? There's, there's some evidence of that in like some congressional hearings. No kidding. Sure deal. Creamy tea. Mm. Maybe the man was ice cream famous long before <laughs> the rest of us even knew. Yeah. It was a thing. Well, you learn there something you new every day, folks. But anybody want to try anything out, we can pass these around. We sure. can, like, round robin these things, too. Yeah, what do you think? I want to get everybody's quick opinion on their flavor. Why do you like it? Um, and just a brief, uh, you know, criticism on this experience i'm a pretty big fan and big nerd specifically about ben and jerry's and so i I really like like to deep dive ben and jerry's i've been fortunate to get up to the uh, ben and jerry's factory in vermont before too and they have a bunch of flavors that are like exclusive to just the factory they don't they don't distribute them elsewhere too and that uh my wife that's like her favorite flavor is one that's like only in the vermont uh, uh factory what is that flavor Man, I'm gonna draw a blank on it right now. But she told me even like last week. She's like, when you're talking about that, you better remember to. T- <laughs> I'm gonna have to remember. I'll text her and find. What out like flavor? Like what base is it? And like what's- I'll, I'll I'll say I'll say for myself. The thing I love about what Ben and Jerry's does is like it's not just like throw a whole bunch of stuff in it. They really kind of have to think about mm-hmm. like what's gonna pair and match well. And sometimes those pairings can be adventurous. But I think it's all about balance. So the thing I love about uh, um, Half Baked is it's just a nice even balance between the vanilla and the chocolate chip cookie dough and then the chocolate ice cream with the brownie in it. Like it's about balance. And so whenever Ben and Jerry's gets the balance done right, that's when it's a winner for me. And each of these flavors has a different feeling, a different vibe, a different purpose. You know, you eat Half Baked, 
I always have memories of it at the uh, Virginia basketball games, yes. getting it at those stands, yeah. um, you know. But I eat Cherry Garcia when I'm watching football, you know. Cool. Each of these different flavors have a different meaning to me, and that's what I think is really cool about Ben & Jerry's unique flavors is that there's so much variety, but in the same sense, they're all connected yeah. and have the same you know, sort of theme. Yeah. I love Ben & Jerry's because, like, okay, so I'm old enough to remember when cookies and cream became a thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, before cookies and cream, I guess there was, like, butter pecan but like ice cream didn't have stuff in it. Correct. Like you had to put your own stuff in it. And our, when cookies and cream came out, we were like, "What the Oreos like, and ice cream?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now like that's nothing. It's just a thing like, now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ben and Jerry's is like, yeah, please. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, this is this is so much more than that. Um and it's exciting. Yeah, they don't just go to the original. We have Oreos in this one. We have a pink ice cream. We have this. They create their own toppings and fillings to make it unique to who they are and what they believe in. And specifically, you know, items like fish food or Cherry Garcia or Stephen Colbert's American Dream really represent what that person or that group of people you know, mean to the world, and I think that's really cool. You know what else I love? Okay, here's something that makes me crazy. What makes me crazy is, like, diet sweet treats. Like, I think that's stupid. A treat is supposed to be a treat. 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 I agree. Like, hey, yes, eat them in moderation, but it should be a treat. And Ben & Jerry's does not mess around with that kind of, like, let me just put a little tiny bit of something. Mm -mm. Like, they just are like, whoa. When you're here for Ben & Jerry's, you're here for the real deal treat. Yeah. Yes. Even they their frozen do, yogurt. And and that's the thing is they do they do uh, you know because there are people who have lactose issues and maybe don't get to enjoy ice cream the way some of the rest of us do. And Ben and Jerry's they're smart about it. Be like we're going to make something that everyone can enjoy, and it's not about just a diet version of it. It's about a version of like we want to make sure people who everybody can enjoy the ice. Cream. Yes. And I appreciate that. Yes. They're all around a great company. Yes. Have Ben and Jerry's made a? So wait, I've had a very 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 unique ice cream from Got Dumplings in Charlottesville, the green tea ice cream. Oh, wow. Does Ben & Jerry's have green tea yet? Does anyone know? I haven't seen them with green tea ice cream. I know they did a banana one that I was a really big fan of. And again, it was a Bob Marley flavored one. So it was like a banana ice cream with granola. Yes. um, It did not look good, but it turned out to be really delicious. That was one of them where like I came home with like, I I was adventurous. I went out. This was like a pandemic thing. Terry and I kind of went Ben and Jerry's nuts while we were in quarantine. And so we, we were frequenting the Ben and Jerry's section. And they had this one that they came out with. And I was like, let's go try this out. And Terry was like, what are you doing? It was so good. I'm not a very big banana ice cream person, but this ice cream was really, really good. So as you would be happy to figure out, there is matcha green tea Ben and Jerry's ice cream. It is, you know, that plus caramelized pecans. However, it is only available in Tokyo. Hmm. So we could take a trip to Tokyo, redo this episode, and then you tell me your thoughts or you just pretend. No, it looks like we're going to Tokyo, guys. Yeah. Car- I mean, I haven't had pecans or pecans in ice cream yet, but my grandfather makes 
pecans like he drenches them in cinnamon sugar and then bakes them and then caramelizes them with liquid sugar and i'm trying to imagine that in some green tea ice cream now i just can't put my mind to that yet Hmm. now another exclusive to the tokyo shops is pineapple pine ice cream you know so there's this controversial debate over whether pineapple belongs on pizza but this ice cream in japan has pineapple chunks and raspberry swirl in it. Does that sound good to you? Where's the pine come from? They put pine tree in there? Pineapple. Yeah, but pineapple pine... It could get more creative with that. Pineapple raspberry. What is it? It's true. Raspberry and pineapple? Yes, it's raspberry and pineapple. That's poor poor marketing from Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, mm-hmm. minus point. I'm going to be like a 12-year-old kid there and be like, that's too many. That's too much fruit in my ice cream. I kind of want cookies and caramel swirls and fudge in my ice cream. That's what I think fish food is. It's like the kid's version of ice cream. There's chocolate, marshmallow, caramel, and fudge in there. It's like what a kid would create, like a superhero, and make it the best thing, or like his yeah. ideal world is like candy flowing down hmm. rivers and all that. So I feel like that's what fish food is, and that really brings me back because I don't like a lot of fruit in my in my ice cream. That makes sense. And I want to bring up one more that it's exclusive to Tokyo, Japan. What about purple sweet potato ice cream? That sounds disgusting. Wow. It has purple sweet potato chunks in it. Um, you know, it's a sweet and salty kind of mixture. The picture doesn't look too bad, but, you know, it's an interesting color that you wouldn't expect for ice cream. So do you have thoughts on that? I Absolutely think it would be not. delicious. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I think like the the like kind of creamy potato texture uh-huh. and the sweetness. I love sweet potatoes. Yeah, me too. I think that's genius. Especially if it had like some sort of honey swirl in there with it, maybe too. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna get. So my husband has an ice cream maker and he makes weird flavors. Uh-huh. I'm gonna get him to make that and I'll let you guys know. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, he's Please made do. some some hits and misses. Um, pepper ice cream is delicious. Okay. But cheddar cheese ice cream <laughs> is not. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> When you pe- pepper, do you mean like ground black pepper or or like mm-hmm. like bell pepper? No, like black pepper. Wow, and that's really good. Oh, you guys, it's so good. It's like it's sweet, and then there's this kick in the back. Cool. Like, whoa. What, is it gray? What color is it? Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like wow. Gray. It's gray. It's oh, it's so good. Sweet. Wow. So good. Um, but cheddar cheese, uh, that's a no. <laughs> that's sweet. All right. So before we wrap it up with this segment, I want to share. Another fun fact about ice cream. The world record for the tallest ice cream cone was set in Norway in 2015 at a festival. Any guesses to how tall that was? It's higher than you think. Ten feet tall. Can you imagine an ice cream cone that is as tall as a basketball hoop? Yeah. Uh-huh. That is ridiculous. Okay, but some some stuff has to go into this. It's got to be what kind of ice cream? It has to be a really, really firm one. What temperature was it at? I mean, all these factors tie in because I've had ice cream that is softer than others as mm-hmm. like Tillamook is really, really creamy and really soft. Mm-hmm. But then if you get into a really, for example, Ben & Jerry's peanut butter ice cream, I can never dig into it. So they must have had to use a really, really tough ice cream to do that. Yeah. That makes me think of the question, okay, ice cream cone. How do you, do you guys eat your ice cream cones fast 
or do you take your time? Because like I'm usually the slowest eater in my house, way slower than everybody. I'm the last at the table. But ice cream, I th- I think maybe it's like my fear of death or something. But like I eat my ice cream cones fast. Like the f- I do not want that thing melting. I eat my ice cream cones so fast. Are you are you slow? Are you fast? What what are you? I just don't get cones. I'm a <laughs> cup person. So sometimes I get a cone. Sometimes I get a cone in a cup. Um, but you know, like you said, I'm a slow eater. Uh, I like to savor my food, and if I eat ice cream and all in one bite, that's like ten dollars down the drain. And this is so I want to value that, you know, yeah. feeling and appreciate what it means to eat this delicious ice cream. Yeah, I eat my like I'm somewhere in between because I'll consider myself like a sculptor, where you get the ice cream cone. And like my goal is to is to like get the licking of the cone so that the ice cream just sits comfortably on top where like there's no crazy drips. Sure. So you kind of have to go rapid speed at the start, but then you got to slow yourself down and just kind of settle into it a little bit there. Yep. Yeah. So a ten foot ice cream cone, would you? How would you eat it? Would you lick from the top or would you lick from the bottom? I would take a spoon, <laughs> and get it. Get a bunch of friends. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'll travel up to Norway for the weekend. Uh, you know, pick. It just wouldn't be like a group licking party on one. <laughs> <side>. Okay, gross. <laughs> no. Yeah, if you had, if you had to put one flavor of ice cream in a ten-foot tall cone, assuming that it keeps getting bigger and bigger, uh, what would it be? Any flavor of ice cream? We're gonna go standard chocolate for me. Okay, so wait, you're saying this is the flavor we have to eat ten foot of cone of? Yes. Green tea. Ooh, bold so I move. I feel like you could be kind of healthy. I mean, I drink Arizona green tea, and obviously the God Dumplings green tea that I described earlier isn't healthy, but I would still feel like I'm eating somewhat healthy if that's the word tea in it, and it's green. I mean, at one point you just got to go all in and say, you know, this is not going to – I'm not going to do the healthy. I'm just going to go all for it and have a 10-foot ice cream cone, and that's that. Oh, then chocolate peanut butter. Yep. Tillamook. Like, I want to pick a flavor that I don't like because I'm not going to like it after eating <laughs> 10 feet of it. Yeah. You probably won't even like it after yeah. five minutes. Right? I'm not, I don't want to like pick one of my favorites because then I'm like, I'm not going to like it anymore. I guess like. Can cheddar I pick? cheese. You're going to do cheddar uh, cheese ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> 10 feet of cheddar cheese ice cream. <laughs> I would, I, then I'm dead. <laughs> what do you pick, Ben? Chocolate, you know, classic chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yep, maybe chocolate brownie. Always good, good option. But you know, anything with the base of chocolate, I can eat all day. Cool. Cool. So, paper thin thoughts, listeners. I'm here joined with the incredible Miss Horn, public speaking aficionado, whoop, whoop. comedian. What else? Uh. Best teacher at CHS. Best teacher at CHS. You know, you've won awards for shoes, for music, everything like that. We are joined by Miss Horn for a great story. Whoop, whoop. Thank you Glad for coming. <laughs> thank you so much. My goodness. Um, thank you so much. That yeah. Was, that, was, that was really um, buoying. Thank yeah. you. That was awesome. So we'll get right into it. We've gotten this question a couple of times for our new quick question of the week segment saying basically like why did you start paper thin thoughts what does paper thin thoughts mean to you everything like that and it's 
you know, more of a complicated answer to the uh, outsider perspective than it may seem. Does that sound right, Soren? It sounds exactly right. That's exactly how, it, how I would depict it. Yeah, so last year, Soren and I were in public speaking to Ms. Horn's more advanced public speaking class, and we had this unit on podcasting, which was really exciting, um, but it was also a big journey because there were, you know, 10 different podcasts we had to produce. But, you know, Soren and I started a podcast about conspiracy theories and discussing different things with one of our friends who is, you know, no longer with the podcast, but he's still very alive and well. (laughs) Thankfully. Yes, thankfully. Leander, shout out to Leander. Uh, Maybe he'll make an appearance soon. But anyways, Leander, Soren, and I did this great, you know, three-episode series on different conspiracy theories, and we had a lot of fun with it, but that's really all it was. We were having fun. We didn't really know what we were doing, but, you know, we wanted to explore it more because this is something that Soren and I have always wanted to get more into. So when the opportunity came about to you know, go further into this our senior year, the following couple of months, you know, we thought it was a great idea. And so after the summer was dying down, we applied for our independent study and everything like that. We got approved and then Soren and I sent each other a quick text say, are we both bought into this? And what was the response? And we definitely were. So we began the uh, school year um, talked with Ms. Horn, basically, and and Mr. Stipe. We were going to just meet in the library, and soon enough, we created schedules and times to record, and episodes were being recorded, edited, and now they're being produced, and now we're sending them out to bigger platforms, so all is going well so far. And, you know, as they say, the rest is history, but we're still, you know, only on episode four. We're trying to get our footing with what exactly we want to talk about what we want to do with this platform and so there's a lot more work to do but we're super excited to be you know connecting the CHS community the broader population and everything like that through this special project that we're putting a lot of work into and I feel like that's why we're doing it we're giving the CHS student population and staff a, a voice through what everyone can access on these platforms and it's building, I guess, information on the people here. Like we did an interview with another teacher. And I feel like I learned more during that. And now more people can learn about yeah, yeah, this Yeah, you know, it's more than just somebody that stands up presenting a slideshow or, you know, giving out an essay or whatever it may be. This is a real person with a real life and real values. And we want to share that you know, whether it's a teacher or a coach or a fellow student. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds amazing. It sounds amazing. Um, I'm just so psyched that you guys are doing this and they're doing it so well and that Mr. Stipe is on board because so often independent studies are mm, about ideas. Mm -hmm. And that's great. And that is a great place for a student to be in their junior or senior year of high school is to be really marinating on some ideas. But you guys are taking your ideas and making them real. And A, that shows students and is hopefully like reshaping our whole high school experience 
by showing students and staff and administration that like we need to be more. We, we need can to be, be doing cool things, right? Yep. We need to do cool things. And two, it's a podcast. Um, and as you guys know, like I have a flip phone. So I feel that like nonverbal communication has just gotten way too much um, sunshine. I think people need to hear voice. I think voices, like you get so much of a story and a person and a personality through a voice. And so you guys are capturing CHS through its voices. Yep. And that's that's just, oh, man, so cool. And I thank you. And I thank Mr. Stipe because we couldn't do yes. it without him. And selfishly, we're not only you know producing this show that's going to go out to the world on a weekly basis, but we're also learning skills that will help us in the careers that we're interested in, like media, podcasting, distribution, marketing, things like that. You know, these are things that can help us at such a bigger level. And, you know, Mr. Seip and Ms. Horn have done a great job so far of, you know, teaching those values while also letting us be able to do what we want with this show. That's awesome. <clears throat> I'm really glad to hear that. I mean, you, you know, Ms. Horn, you kind of came to me last year with the idea about it. And, you know, you, you, you kind of gave like a dog a tennis ball to play with basically for me because I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to keep going until I, somebody puts me in the, my crate and says stop, you know. Um, but I think, you know, my favorite thing about podcasting in general, the format, is the storytelling. Like, yes. It is just a new medium in which we tell stories. I mean, I, <clears throat> I've spent most of my per professional life working with storytellers, helping them tell stories. And that happens a lot of ways. I produce a lot of music. I work in a lot of theater and, and a lot of things like that. Podcasting has just become this new medium that just gives us a whole new way of telling stories, and it's being explored constantly. Like, I still feel like the entire medium is still shaping itself. And so I love that this is happening because it's giving you guys and it's giving other people the opportunity to, like, learn how to, like, well, we can tell stories in new ways. And just like Ms. Horn said, there's, there's too much nonverbal communication that yep. happens, and that's good, and it's helpful, and it lets us be able to move through things quickly. But to be able to sit, sit around a table and have a little pint of ice cream and shoot the stuff with your friends and your colleagues and really start to get other people's ideas yep. and learn from one another, that's what's important to me. So I'm glad that we get to do this. Yes, and, you know, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the joys and the most exciting parts of getting to do this is that, you know, it's our show. In theory, we could really talk about whatever we want around the CHS community, around the Charlottesville community, around the world even, you know, and that's what's so exciting to me. Yeah, I feel like the freedom aspect is very, very crucial. That's why we're actually eating ice cream, because we have the freedom to do that. <laughs> and who wouldn't want to eat ice cream while they're doing one of the most fun things ever, which is just talking? Yep. You know, and that's what it all, all is at the root of it, just talking to your best friend around some ice cream and the only difference is that there's uh microphones so exactly awesome thanks guys for joining us thank you Woo paper thin thoughts let's kick it straight to the highlights all right let's do it before we start with the highlights i want to ask you all for a quick favor as you may have noticed we are now on all platforms that is right all platforms and we would really appreciate it if you left a rating with a question so that we can answer it on the show. Now, back to the regular scheduled highlights. All right. Start off with a tweet of the week. What do you say? Sounds perfect for me, Ben. Let's go. 
I'm going to give a shout out to Brian Robinson. Who's that? Washington Commanders football team running back. Uh, six weeks ago on Sunday, he was shot twice in the leg in an armed robbery. Oh, my. Yes. And then six weeks later, this past Sunday, he was playing football again. He got a huge standing ovation. It was incredible. So I just want to say, well done, Brian Robinson. You probably won't be listening to this, but, you know, what an incredible story. And to any listener out there, if you have not heard uh, Brian Robinson's story, definitely worth going to check out. And, you know, the tweet specifically was a video tweeted out by Trajan Vinson uh, of him running out of the tunnel with smoke and music and he got a standing ovation it was just an incredible moment this past weekend huge respect to brian robinson huge respect a lot of respect to brian robinson and trajan vinson for that but let's get right into the guess who said it for the week i storm Bivisels, have researched two quotes and ben is gonna have to try to guess who said it are you ready, Ben? I am more than ready. First quote. I feel like every time I tweet, I lose money. So, is this one, Kanye West or Pete Davidson? Now, they have had some controversies because they are they have fought over Miss Kardashian. Ben, who do you think have said that before? Let's take a guess. Random guess. Pete Davidson. Kanye West is not that sophisticated. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you just said that the man that created a whole shoe brand, Yeezy, is not sophisticated. He, he wouldn't be able to, you know, have that amount of self-recognition. Pete Davidson is correct, Ben. All right. You are one for one right now. Let's see if you can keep that streak up for two for two. I'll try my best. Second quote. The harder you work, the luckier you get. Is that... Cristiano Ronaldo, famous soccer player, maybe the greatest of all time. Or Elon Musk, very, very, very rich man who has proven his worth to the world in the past decade or so with Tesla and SpaceX and much more. That definitely sounds like an Elon Musk quote. I'm just going to say it out there. Are you going with Elon Musk? I am. Ben, I am actually going to give you the opportunity to switch because I do want to see you go two for two here. No more switching. No switching? Nope. You got it right, Ben. That is Elon Musk. And let's get into the quick question of the week. All right. What is a recent bad customer experience you've had? This comes from an anonymous uh, questioner. Okay. The most recent bad customer experience I've had is when I went to a McDonald's. I went there alone to get a quick drink. I went through the drive-thru. And they didn't even say, how are you? Hmm. Ben, think about that real quick. I don't say it to a lot of people, but wow, that really hit me. Was the ice cream machine working? I didn't ask, but I'm going to assume it wasn't because uh. it's, that is never the case. If Ben and Jerry's had an ice cream slash fast food place, it would always be working. Just saying. McDonald's, take the hint. I would sure hope so. Now it's time to kick it to the kids in the hall. Before we get to that, Soren, I want to ask you this week's question because I think it's a particularly good one. 
If you could eliminate the entire population of one animal, what would it be and why? Um, I'm going to have to go with the naked mole rat because it is honestly a freak of nature and very, very scary to look at. And are they blind? I'm not sure, but that is a great answer. Thanks. Now, it's time for Kids in the Hole. What is good, PTT listeners? Sword Post is here, and I'm joined with Robel. And what's up? And the question I have for today is, if you could eliminate any animal off the face of the earth completely, what would it be and why? Uh, mosquitoes, because they are blood-sucking demons, and I want them to be eliminated from this world. Valid. And another fact about a mosquito is that <laughs> they have eliminated half the population of humans, so about 52 billions that ever... Uh, yeah. So would you say mosquitoes, too? They suck. So, yes to mosquitoes. No. Okay, perfect. Thank you. This has been the Paper Thin Thoughts Podcast. Thanks for listening. We are through four episodes now and would really appreciate any feedback. Positive, negative, or even neutral. We want it all. Please go to our Instagram or reach out to us in any way you could dream of. And as always, I'm Soren Povasils, accompanied by Ben Rikosh. Keep up the thin thoughts and stay tuned for next week's episode. Paper and Thin Thoughts is produced by the Charlottesville High School Podcasting Network. Executive producers are Jen Horn and Dave Stipe. Senior producers are Ben Rikosh and Soren Povasils. This episode was edited and mixed by Ben Rikosh. Music is produced and created thanks to Jacob Lightborn, Miss Waters, and the CHS music production team. Thank you to Mr. Rashad Pitt and the rest of the CHS faculty and staff for the support.